2: The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns.
4: Rusty Wallace flips one, two, three times.
5: Every time the car's hitting and
2: it's wrecking, and you're like, "Okay, this one here's going to be the one that's going to put the lights out. It's going to knock me out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season.
6: Dale Choward's got the lead. He goes to the inside. Earnhardt's not going to get him. I knew if he got to my bumper
2: what was going to happen. You can download it for free on iTunes or on MRN.com right now. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live
1: Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot, Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame.
2: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you after we have left the Kansas Speedway. We're headed into the Texas Motor Speedway for All-Star Race weekend. Couple of thoughts though about Kansas. What a race that was. The Advent Health 400. Wow. At Kansas Speedway is a racy racetrack. It was repaved, reconfigured about 10 years ago. And it would seem that the asphalt's cured in, the racing has come in. We've got a great, entertaining race, as you heard on MRN this past weekend. And at the end of the day, it was Kurt Busch coming to life, taking it to Kyle Larson. What a good battle that we had between those two right there. A couple of champions racing for the win. And it was the 45 car that for the eighth time in the history of the Cup Series went to Victory Lane. Of course, Kurt Bush driving for twenty three eleven racing, 23-11 now in the playoffs. Kurt's in the playoffs. We'll see if uh, the 45's got a little something more for him. Of course, wearing the uh, the Jordan paint scheme on that car and on the uniform, Michael Jordan going back to Victory Lane in NASCAR, went there last year in the fall with Bubba Wallace there at the uh, Talladega Super Speedway. Good to see that uh, Kurt was able to get that win. Good to see 2311, and most importantly, Toyota. The Toyotas have come to life here in the last handful of weeks, and a Toyota was able to drive into victory lane this past weekend. Of course, we're going to put points on the shelf. It is about all-star racing this week. We'll pick up the points-paying part of the festivities the following week in the Coca-Cola 600 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. So as we get ready for all-star week, it is a triple-header weekend. you got trucks on Friday. You've got Xfinity on Saturday. And then, of course, you've got the all-star race on Sunday. We figured that every now and then, we dust off a top five list. And we go back and we kind of remember things. And I have, I've given my five that I think are the best all-star races that we've had. So let's get underway, shall we? Our top five or my top five all-star races over the course of the 37-year history that we've had this all-star race. Number five for me is 1987
5: number five. White flag, final lap for them. Earnhardt takes them back into the number one corner. Labonte has two car lengths back then Richmond. It looks like they'll settle in among those front three there in one.
6: It is two car lengths back from first to second. A car length back from second to third. Ironically, the leaders are now closing in on the slowing car of Bill Elliott off turn two. Earnhardt leads. Richmond looks like he wants to make a move on Labonte as they head down the back stretch for the final time. Now Labonte trying to drive it in deep on Earnhardt. Earnhardt comes down to close the door. They're all three glued to the bottom of the racetrack as they head for the finish. They may
4: not catch Elliott before the checkered flag in 1985 it was Waltrip last year Elliott the third running of the Winston it's Earnhardt's by two car lengths over Terry Labonte Tim Richmond finishes third now
1: that 1987 Winston right there that was the end of the race with Dale Earnhardt going to victory lane Mike Joy there with the checkered flag call but it was the events leading into that and leading up to that that had everybody talking that's when uh, Bill Elliott and Dale got together coming into the double dog leg. It turned Dale into the grass. From that came the quote-unquote pass in the grass, even though it wasn't a pass. Earnhardt just got turned in there. I think Earnhardt got into it with Jeff Bodine over the course of that race. For me, the number five best all-star race, 1987, when the old Intimidator came through all of that, was able to come back and win that race. Just the third all Star Race, as it was known then, the Winston. Now we move to number four, and in my opinion, it's 2008
5: number four. Casey Kane just needs to keep it between the walls for one more lap and he'll be heading down to victory lane. He crosses the line, sees the white flag and takes her down to turn one. Let's follow him around.
4: Earlier tonight, NASCAR Nation voted Casey Kane into the all-star race and it appears that they have voted well. Off turn two for the final time, the Budweiser Dodge is on his
1: way. Off the end of the back straightaway, Casey Kane has no traffic to deal with. Here he comes down to the inside of turn three, lets it slide to the middle of the racetrack, a million dollar payday away. Wait, it's Casey Kane. His
4: two teammates crashed out earlier tonight in the showdown, but Casey Kane brings home the banner for Gillette Everham Motorsports. He will win the Sprint All-Star race at Lowe's Motor Speedway. Casey Kane heading the victory lane. Greg Biffle finishes
1: in second. Matt Kenseth third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Tony Stewart will come in in fifth. That, in my opinion, was one of the biggest upsets in the All-Star race. If you remember. Casey Kane driving that Dodge for gillette Evernham Motorsports. He was not pre-qualified for the actual All-Star race. He had to race his way in through what was then known as the Sprint All-Star Challenge. He had to compete in that race, and he did. He finished fifth, but Casey got the fan vote to advance to the main event. He started last in the 24-car field. was able to make his way to the front and take home the purse that night, take home the checkered flag. And eight days later, Casey would actually go on to win the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. Number three on my list, 1997.
2: Number three.
5: Got to take a miracle this time. The white flag to catch the leader as he works his way back into one. Let's follow Jeff Gordon to turn two. Jeff Gordon
4: has a 15 car link lead over Bobby Labonte. Labonte in the second spot with a five car link lead over brother Terry Labonte. They're off turn two for the final time. Gordon is flawless down the back straightaway. Eases it out to the outside wall. Now tiptoes into turn number three. Drifts down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon glued to the inside. Groove races off
3: turn four. Back to the checkered flag. From the last row on the starting grid to the lead and victory lane Jeff Gordon wins the 13th running of the Winston 15 car lengths over Bobby Labonte it'll be Terry Labonte finishing third looks like Dale Earnhardt nips Jimmy Spencer for fourth Spencer will come away with a top five finish but how about Jeff Gordon coming from the back to the front twice in the 230 lap segments then scrambling past Bobby Labonte and Terry Labonte over the final 10 laps for the win
1: I would say that was one of the more controversial all-star races that we had if you remember You go back and do some Googling and do some some exploring in the history of the All-Star Race in that one itself in 97. That was the T-Rex car. Now, it wasn't because of the Jurassic Park movie, even though Jurassic Park was on the car. That actually, that chassis was named in honor of its designer and engineer Rex Stump, not the dinosaur movie. But that car, lore has it that that car was so illegal. That car was so unacceptable. Well, fact of the matter is, Ray Evernham had gotten with then Cup Series director Gary Nelson, showed him what he was doing. Gary signed off on it. It was after that race that they were politely told, Don't you bring that back here anymore. Matter of fact, that chassis and its unusual chassis configuration was banned from NASCAR going forward. So Ray Evernham and Jeff Gordon got him one that night in 1997, number three on my list. Number two is 1992
2: number two.
1: Dale Earnhardt is a leader by two car makes white flag for him as they work
5: back into turn number one. If Kyle Petty's got anything left, he better get with it. Kyle is there closing in
4: once again as they come into the turn. He looks to the inside, but Earnhardt is right at the bottom of the track. Here's Kyle trying to nose his Pontiac down underneath Chevrolet with Earnhardt.
3: Kyle pulls down to the bottom. Earnhardt runs him all the way to the bottom of the back straightaway. Dust from Kyle Petty's car as he runs through some of the sand at the crossover gate. Now they touch. Earnhardt's car spins in turn number three. Kyle Kyle Petty goes by as Earnhardt spins up to the outside of the track. And
6: here comes Allison. Davy Allison to the inside of Kyle Petty. They touch here at the stripe. Allison wins. Allison hard into the outside wall. crushing hit into the outside wall as Davy Allison wins the Winston. He hits the outside retaining wall, sparks flying from behind the automobile. Meanwhile, Earnhardt's car has come to a stop at the exit of turn number four. Davy Allison wins the Winston, but pays a huge price as the car crashes into the outside retaining wall as he and Kyle Petty came battling hard to the checkered flag.
1: It was billed as one hot night, and what a hot night it was. The 1992 All-Star Race at Charlotte, it was the first ever Super Speedway race run at night. They had installed a Musco Lighting System, $1.7 million worth. And on the last lap, it came down to Dale Earnhardt and Kyle Petty. Davey Allison was hovering. They had had close quarters racing going into three that Kyle Petty and that Dale Earnhardt did. Earnhardt went around and then through that shuffle coming to the checkered flag that you heard Alan Bestwick describe, Davey Allison quickly closed in. Banked quarter panels coming to the line. They made contact. Davey won the all-star race and immediately hit the wall. Matter of fact, went to the hospital that night, and Davey wasn't even around for post-race celebrations. I mean, he had to be tended to by the emergency medical professionals and went to the hospital. But that, to me, the first super speedway race under the lights, and it ended with a lot of fireworks there in 1992 and Davey Allison getting the checkered flag. Here is my number one all-star race of all time, and it was 1989
2: number one
1: and the green flag is out there are two laps of racing to go well they really get with it in a hurry wallace gets a good
5: jump on the start pulls away by a couple of car lengths back in the pack is where the action is between terry lavati lake speed and davy allison they were three wide for a moment here in the front stretch they're over in two further back in the pack darrell
4: Waltrip has passed five cars already it's like a rocket here coming off turn number two going to work now the
3: jeff bodine call in the back straightaway at the head it's rusty wallace two car lengths over ken schrader four car lengths to dale earnhardt then bill elliott and alan kowicki wallace right the middle of the turn through three and four. Schrader right in his tire tracks now as they come down for the white flag. With one more lap
6: remaining on this mile-and-a-half speedway, Rusty Wallace gets the white flag. He's got such a good jump and has such a strong car, Schrader's going to have to really hustle to try and close in. Schrader goes right down to the
4: bottom of the racetrack, but Wallace does as well, so no chance to make the move down to the low side of the track. It's Rusty Wallace leading him off turn number two. He's four car lengths in front of Kenny Schrader.
3: Two-mile Bill Elliott has made the pass on Alan Kowicki to pick up the fourth spot. Tara Waltrip has moved into seventh. Up front it's Rusty Wallace two car lengths over Ken Schrader off turn four for the final time.
5: Here they come out of turn number four. Rusty Wallace ahead by two car lengths and he is going to win the Winston finishing second will be Kenny Schrader. Earnhardt will finish third. Almost a door-to-door finish back there for fourth spot. Bill Elliott will grab it and finishing fifth unofficially should be Alan Kawicki. So Rusty Wallace has won the Winston here.
1: Oh, Rusty had him worked up that day. Oh, he had him worked up that day. That was Rusty Wallace Getting the checkered flag in the 1989 running of the Winston. After he and Darryl Waltrip got into it with two laps to go, they were coming to the white flag. Caution flag comes out. Darryl goes spinning through the infield grass. Rusty is able to hang on for the win. But in my opinion, that was a turning point for Darryl Waltrip and public opinion and fan opinion, fan perception. He He got a lot of fans after that one because a lot of folks were not happy with what Rusty did to him coming out of turn four there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And uh, Rusty was able to walk away with the hardware. Daryl had the line of the whole broadcast. Our Jim Phillips asked him, did he touch you? And Daryl said, no, he knocked the hell out of me. And ever since then, they've been able to bend fences and patch things up. But obviously, Daryl Walter, Rusty Wallace, and their related fandoms not seeing eye to eye on that day in 1989 at the charlotte motor speedway so my top five list 1987 2008 1997 92 and then 89 perhaps maybe we'll have another moment this coming weekend at the texas motor speedway let's shift gears here even though we aren't paying points there still are odds on the line and there still are some units to be wagered and with that we bring in the odds for this year's renewal of the all-star race Presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Please bet
7: responsibly. Producer Trey is here. What are the odds saying, Trey, as we head into Texas this weekend? Well, Mike, once again, not a surprise. Kyle Larson is the favorite. He won this race last year, and he's seemingly the favorite in every race this year. According to Las Vegas, he is plus 500 to take home the $1 million once again. Kyle Busch. He is the second favorite at plus 700. And it's interesting because if you go back to last year, it seemed on all of the bigger tracks, a mile and a half and over, that it was Chevy and Hendrick Motorsports dominating. This year, so far, it seems to be the Toyotas. Kurt Busch won this past weekend in Kansas. And then if you look back at the Las Vegas race earlier this year, if not for a late caution, Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch are finishing 1-2 in that race. Uh, The caution comes out, pitch strategy comes into play, and Alex Bowman ends up winning. But the Toyotas seem to have the advantage there over the Chevys. But I'm going off the map here, and I'm going with a Ford to win the All-Star Race. I do this every time we go to Texas just because of the speed he he shows seemingly every time we go there. Ryan Blaine is up front, leading laps basically every time we go to Texas, but hasn't been able to put together the full race and win there just yet. He's plus 1,200 to win, and I think Ryan Blaney gets his first win in quotes of uh, the 2022 season. second in points. Been strong all year. I think he puts it all together and gets some momentum going with an all-star win. If you're looking for a long shot, one of the guys I have my eye on is Chase Briscoe. He is plus 4,000. He said in interviews leading up to this how much it means to him to be in his first all-star race. I think Briscoe is going to be one of those guys that you're going to have to watch to put it all on the line for $1 million. And while there aren't odds for them, you mentioned it in the top five and Casey Kane winning the fan vote and advancing to the all-star race and taking the whole thing. The open winners and whoever wins the fan vote, keep your eye on those guys, especially Richard Childress Racing, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon. Dillon won at Texas a couple of years ago. So if either of those two end up advancing, you got to keep your eye on those two but there aren't odds on them just yet because they're not officially in the race hopefully we get a good one the all-star race was one of my favorites growing up you mentioned 1997 i remember that jeff gordon jurassic park car one of my favorite paint schemes ever i always look forward to the paint schemes in that race i remember the dale earnhardt orange wheaties car you had gordon in that color changing car one year Mm -hmm. the all-star race always brings back fond memories, and I hope we get an exciting one on Sunday night.
1: I'm with you as well. I will give you that, uh, give give you credit. You're you're pounding the old Ryan Blaney drum. He's going to break through. He's yet to win this year. Perhaps maybe that first win will come in the all-star race at Texas. Trey mentioned the Open. When we come on the air at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, we're going to dive right into the Open. That is a 50-lap race. It has three segments to it, 20 laps, 20 laps, and 10 laps. Well, with the way this works, each segment winner will advance to the all-star race. So if you win segment one, you can park your car. You're done. You're going to the main show. The same is the case with the second segment and the third segment. There is a fourth person to advance who otherwise has not already through winning the segments, and that will be the winner of the NASCAR all-star vote. Go to nascar.com. You can vote until Friday at noon. Vote for your favorite driver once a day. If you share it on social media, it counts as double. Double. Here are the drivers that are trying to race their way in. We will take four of these names and add them to the list of the drivers that are already qualified. Trying to race their way in. Austin Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, Garrett Smithley, Chris Busher, Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, Todd Gilliland, Cole Custer, Ty Dillon, Eric Jones, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Cody Ware, Landon Castle, B.J. McLeod, and Daniel Suarez. Four of them will join the others that are already qualified and we'll have the NASCAR All-Star Race coming your way. It's a busy weekend of racing in Texas. Our coverage will kick off with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series speedycash.com 220. Motor Racing Network airtime 8 p.m. on Friday night. Saturday, we'll have coverage of pole qualifying at 7 Eastern. And then Sunday, we're back with the All-Star Race, the open and the main event as well. Motor Racing Network airtime 5 30 p.m eastern time we'd love to bump into you and hang out with you at the racetrack this weekend but if you can't you can count on us to bring you all the action right here on the motor racing network that's all we have for you for this week have a great all-star weekend we'll join you again next week for another installment of nascar live wide open as we get you set for memorial day weekend and the coca-cola 600 for producer trey and the rest of the mrn crew i'm mike bagley thanks for the download thanks for checking us out Do it more often. Can't wait to get with you again next week here right on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody.
2: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com.
0: Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, ruof dot
2: The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns.
5: Rusty Wallace flips
0: one, two, three
5: times. Every time the car's hitting and it's wrecking, and you're like, okay, this one here's going to be the one that's going to put the lights out. It's going to knock me out. Here's stories you've never heard before
2: in a 10-part series called the 1993 season.
6: Dale Choward's got the lead. He goes to the inside. Earnhardt's not going to get him. I knew if he got to my bumper
2: what was going to happen. You can download it for free on iTunes or on MRN.com right now.